I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. This is the Bear of Texas, and I am reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of today is certainly one that I knew that would one day come. Ladies and gentlemen, it seems that Jason Witten has retired again, and this time it seems like he is retiring for good. 17 seasons in the National Football League, he retired once, worked in a commentating booth, decided to come back, played two more seasons, now it seems that his football career is over, as a player at least. I'm sure that he's got a future as a coach, but it seems like his playing days are finished for good. The 38-year-old tight end has been here a very long time, played in, a, in about played in exactly 16 seasons, and there is no tight end in NFL history that has played more games than Jason Witten. That's right. Jason Witten holds the record 271 games he has played. And believe it or not, only, and I repeat, only Tony Gonzalez, the Hall of Famer, has more receptions and receiving yards than Jason Witten. And what I'm proud to say is that I grew up watching this guy. I remember watching him as a rookie. I remember watching watching him developed develop, excuse me. Jason Winton is arguably going down as one of the greatest Dallas Cowboys of all times. Not just one of the greatest players in the Cowboys franchise history, but if I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. He is definitely gonna be remembered as one of the greatest NFL players of all time. He finishes with just a little over 13,000 receiving yards, 1,228 catches, average close to 11 yards per catch, average close to 50 yards per game, scored 74 touchdowns. His 72 catching touchdowns is the second most in Dallas Cowboys history. (laughs) There we go, ladies and gentlemen. All the records broken. All these records, I should say, that are coming... It's really getting to me. That's right. He he ranks second in Cowboys history with 72 touchdown catches. That is unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And that's not all. Because I'm going to go through more. And right now, his catches in the NFL, is he's the fourth all-time leader in catches with 100-228. Of course, about, right above him is Tony Gonzalez. Larry Fitzgerald, who also retired this year. And of course, none other than the greatest receiver of all time, sorry Michael Irvin, Jerry Rice. Jason Witten is in the record books, ladies and gentlemen. And to say that the guy is in the record books, well, there you go. Just one other major understatement. The excitement is really building for me. But before I kind of go through his history, you know, when he officially retired uh, for the first time, I thought the reti- him retiring as a player was good because at that point, 
Witten was basically far past his prime. I mean, he was still playing great. He was still healthy. He still could make big plays. But it was time that a dude named Blake Jarwin officially takes over, officially becomes the man when it comes to the tight end position for the Cowboys. So, after the 2017 season, which was horribly painful to deal with, all because of the, how, how should I put it, the bogus Ezekiel Elliott suspension, well, it was only right for him to retire. So he sits out the 2018 season, but then it's announced that he wants to come back. So the Cowboys make the announcement that he will be coming back, and they would sign him to a one-year deal worth $4.5 million dollars meaning that Witten had left his commentary position with Monday Night Football. Well, 2019 was not was not a bad season for him st- statistically. It just wasn't a, it was just another bad season for the Cowboys, but I really feel the way he, how he came back. I really feel like it was I mean, I, okay, let me be honest. Don't get me wrong. I was happy to see Witten back, but I really feel like it was unnecessary for to bring him back, really, because I wanted Blake Jarwin to become the man. I mean, that guy had paid his dues. Blake Jarwin had proved that he's the man. And a lot of people would argue that bringing Witten back just held him, ba- just held Blake Jarwin back. I'm not saying that because those are just merely opinions. But I guess overall, it was certainly good to have Jason Witten back. But then again, it didn't really do much favors, now did it? Well. But of course, his final season, he's played uh, the 2020 season with the Las Vegas Raiders. And actually, today, the announcement came. Today, on January 27th, 2021, he would again, of course, like I said, announce his retirement. And what I should really mention is that he intends to sign a one-day contract to retire as, as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I can't say that I'm surprised that he wants to retire as a Cowboy because he's a hero to the Dallas Cowboys. He will forever be beloved by the Dallas, by Dallas Cowboys nation. All the years he gave, everything he gave us, it was incredible. Watching him play for the Cowboys from 2003 to 2017, you know, I always had, a, I always had difficulty growing up. Who was my favorite player between Jason Winton and DeMarcus Ware? I'm going to be honest, even today... I can't make that decision. It is so difficult. So you know what? I just summarize it into a category. My favorite offensive player growing up was Jason Witten. My favorite defensive player growing up was DeMarcus Ware. And of course, DeMarcus Ware made the same decision on April 24, 2017. A month after he announced his retirement from the National Football League, DeMarcus Ware signed a one-day contract to retire as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. So it really makes me happy that the two players I loved watching growing up, my two favorite players, are retiring as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. But I cannot say I'm surprised. It's because their loyalty meant so much to me. It really did. And of course, to, to Cowboys Nation. Now let's go over Jason Witten's career, shall we, ladies and gentlemen? Well, the dude played college football at the University of Tennessee. Drafted in the third round of the 2003 NFL Draft. You know, during that time, I was... Still didn't really understand how the draft goes. You know, I was 10 years old when Jason Witten was drafted. (laughs) 
That 2003 NFL draft, I kind of I remember it a, a bit correct. I kind of remember that offseason, too, because that same draft, the Dallas Cowboys selected Terrence Newman. Of course, uh, Tony Romo, who was undrafted, you know, was an unsigned, was an undrafted free agent, and of course, you know, there's always that story that Sean Payton urged Bill Parcells to keep uh, Tony Romo around. You know, it was there where really where th- things really you know, with these players. You know, I'm I'm kind of getting lost, but I just kind of see it great that you know how Tony Romo and Jason Witten were BFFs. You know, at the time like you know Jason was Tony's favorite target for so many years. So it was just good to see them start, you know, at the same year. Both guys would have to build themselves up. Of course, not surprised. Much to my surprise, you know, I would learn that those two at one point, I believe they were roommates at one point. <laughs> but anyway, for Jason Wynn, you know, to come into the league, you know, he was a 20-year-old rookie. Okay. He only started seven games his rookie year. Okay, and I should mention his rookie year was the only year in his career that he missed a game due to an injury. In 2003, that season, in a game against the Arizona Cardinals, Jason Witten suffered a broken jaw, which of course required surgery, but he would only miss one game and he would play through the injury. I got a hand it to Jason Witten. A broken jaw that required surgery, okay, and he only misses one game, and he opts, and I should say maybe he insisted that he play through it, you got to give the man credit. That means he is one tough and fearless son of a gun. Okay? I, I'm, sure he was, I'm sure he was probably feeling, well, you know what? As long as I can walk, as long as, as long as I'm breathing, as long as my arm's working fine, I'm good to play. And even Bill Parcells had to praise Jason Wynn for his toughness. Okay? You have to praise a player that even though he is hurt, he still wants to play. He wants to give his team his all. He wants to remind everybody that he, why he was good enough to earn his spot on the team. He wants to prove why he deserves to stay on the team. That was Jason Winton in a nutshell, especially in his early years. A dude who just never gave up, who, who was committed to playing, getting better day in and day out. Another reason why he was my favorite offensive player, not just because of his skills on the gridiron, because of his behavior, because of his mentality, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, because his love for the game. To say that the dude loved football, ladies and gentlemen, there is another understatement. And of course, I remember signing him to contracts was never hard, because you know Jason Wynn was one of those is one of those dudes. Didn't doesn't care about money. He's just blessed to do what he loves to do. He just wants to play football. Another reason to praise the man. I mean, when it comes to Jason Witten, there's no criticism from Cowboys Nation, okay? It's nothing but praise because this dude was loyal to the team. He gave his team everything. He made us love him. I will forever remember all the great moments Jason Witten gave us. And me going to games, watching him play, even more memories, and that will be coming up in a little bit. He finished his rookie year, 35 catches, close to 350 yards, scored one touchdown, and of course he made his playoff debut in the wildcard game against the Carolina Panthers, although the Cowboys were going to lose 29-10. Well, at least you can say he did play in a playoff game because he had four catches and 30 yards in that particular game. But in 2004, things really started to break out. You know, he would play the full 16 games, 
he he would go from a 35 catch season uh, rookie season he would go on to have 87 catches you know he was 20 yards shy of a thousand yards he averaged you know 11 yards per catch scored six touchdowns man he fumbled twice lost one of them but you know of course that happens you know what I should mention is that in Jason Witten's career his career low of average average yards per catch with the Cowboys was 8.4. 8.4 and and specifically that's with the Cowboys because with the Raiders he averaged close, he, he averaged a little over 5 yards per catch okay but I'm talking about with the Cowboys his average career low average was 8.4 yards per catch that is amazing absolutely amazing and I'm looking at everything all these records that he, all these stuff he he He's done everything. You know, it's unbelievable. It's really damn near impossible to remember everything that he's everything that he's accomplished with the Cowboys as far as these records go. <laughs> I mean, I remember one moment in we in the in the twenty eleven season. You know, had those consecutive one hundred yard receiving games. You know, in week one and week two. You know, those that game against the Buffalo Bills where he surpassed Ozzy Newsom. To become the tight end with the third most receptions in NFL history, and you know that he would have his 600, 663rd catch of his career. You know, during his you know those late years, I mean, that, that's where the records just kept piling and piling and piling. So, I mean, of course, you know that was during his prime. But going th- through everything, you know. It's it's just so un- un- unbelievable. He's Jason Witten is an eleven time Pro Bowler, and that's a tie with Bob Lilly for the most in Cowboys history. Of course, he's the 2012 NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year recipient, which was you know so deserving. Of course, he's the Cowboys all time leader in receptions, and in, and in yards, second in touchdown catches. Like I mentioned, he had four one thousand yard seasons. In 2012, he set the record for most catches by a tight end. He had 110 that year. There was that, and then 2012, also in that game against the New York Giants, he broke the record for most catches in a game with with 18, 18. You know, and another thing, you know, 250. You know, he holds the team record 255 games that he's played in, and his 245 starts in his career is a is a franchise record. Like I said, the only game he ever missed in his career was his rookie year because he broke his jaw. <laughs> unbelievable. Just unbelievable. But as I go on, I noticed that after his rookie year, he always had at least 60 catches with the Cowboys. Like I said, you know, in 2004, his second year had 87 catches, okay? The next year, he would, then the next two years, he would have, like, he would have, like, in the 60s, like, in 2005, he would be at 66, 64, you know, then went to 64, 2007, had close to 100. It was unbelievable. And, of course, like I mentioned, in 2012, you know, had the career high, uh, 110 catches, I'm just looking through through everything, and you know, I'm just getting lost. I'm losing my train of thought, and I apologize, but but talk about Jason Wynn and going through his career is just you're just like wow. I you know I I I'm trying 
I was like, yeah, what was I doing when I saw him? Do I remember watching him do that? Well, of course I do. <laughs> but also in 2012, he also set the Cowboys' all-time receptions record with 754 catches. That that day, which was a game against Atlanta, which another game I remember did not end well. It's all because, you know, Orlando Scandrick could not make that tackle. But that game, 754 catches, he surpassed the record held by Michael Irvin. But that very same year, December 23rd, 2012, this was a game against the New Orleans Saints, another game that ended bad, by the way. Yeah, I do remember those games. Witten set the record for most receptions in a season by a tight end. 103, okay? The previous record was held by Tony Gonzalez, who had 102 catches in 2004. Of course, he broke his own record and extended it to 210. Well, I should say, would say he broke his own record. He extended the record. I'm sorry. Because, of, of course, you know, for a moment, I actually forgot that in 2012, he had 110 catches. Unbelievable. And as far as that goes, you know, it, the NFL Top 100 Players of 2013, he was ranked number 41. That is unbelievable. You know what? Let me just go in and get through it. Let's look at all everything he's... You know, let's look at the records. Okay. NFL records and achievements. Well, a few of them I mentioned already. He was the 2012 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award winner. Okay. October 28th, 2012. Like I said, he had eight, the 18-catch uh, ca- uh, game, which was against the New York Giants. And that was the game where, you know, Des Bryant's pinky or finger was out of bounds. Uh, another bad memory. You know, you know, I was at that game as a fan, so it was obviously painful to deal with. And, you know, and as of December of 2019, you know, the fourth in receptions in NFL history. Of course, most consecutive games played as a tight end. The game started as well. He and here's actually something that's really, really interesting: the fastest tight end to reach 600 career receptions. Jason Witten did that in 125 games. I mean, that, in the words of Wyla Singleton, is certainly God-tier. Now let's take a look at his Cowboys franchise records. Most career receptions. Most career receiving yards. Wow. First tight end to reach 1,000 receiving yards in a season. The first tight end to have at least 65 receptions in consecutive seasons. The first franchise, first player in franchise history to score in 14 seasons. You know, some of these records, you know, I, I had already repeated as I was kind of going through his career. But these last three, I'm going to repeat them one more time. The first tight end to reach 1,000 receiving yards in a season. And, that's, and, and this is a Cowboys franchise record, mind you. The, the second one, the first tight end to have at least 65 catches in consecutive seasons. And I'm going to go through, and I'm going to take a deeper look at that in a second. Third one, the first player to score in 14 seasons. Oh, holy shit. Like I, and like I just mentioned, the first tight end to have at least 65 receptions in consecutive seasons. His rookie year had 35 catches. After that, had more than 65 catches numerous times. In 2006, had 64, okay? 2014 also had 64. 2017 and 19 had 63 catches. <laughs> I mean, everything there is absolutely amazing. Like I said, his career, 
1,228 catches, okay, on 1,462 targets. That's pretty freaking amazing. And what's amazing as well, the first tight end to reach 1,000 yards in a season. So that asked me, so Jay Novacek never did that? That's really interesting. Because Jason Wynn had a thousand had a thousand yards in a season four times in 2007, 2009, 2010, of course in 2012. 2012 has got to be his best season statistically. I mean, had the 110 yard, uh, 100, excuse me, 110 catches. Well, I, I guess you know 2012. You know the Walter Payton year, the Man Award. It was t- 2012, even though it ended. It was just another wasted year. For the Cowboys, Jason Wynn personally, it was good. To, it was good for him. It really was. But man, you know, look looking at these stats, you know, you know, the, in two thousand nine, you know, I remember there was a game in two thousand nine against the Washington Redskins. It was in Arlington. A lot of Cowboy fans definitely remember this game. Do you all remember when the Dallas Cowboys beat Washington seven to six? When the Cowboys didn't actually, didn't score until there was like four minutes left in the game, I remember on that watch having my eyes glued on the TV, being frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. The Cowboys could not get anything going, and but to see the Washington Redskins, that they were the Redskins at the time. So I mean, I'm, I am going to say Redskins, just you know, giving a little history lesson. The Redskins were having these opportunities, but somehow the defense was keeping them out of the end zone. Sean Swisham, the Redskins kicker for that day, who ironically ended up at the Cowboys later that year after Nick Folk was cut after that game against New Orleans Saints. So we all remember what the Cowboys did to the Saints, ending that undefeated run. Sean Swisham went 2-4, for four, missed two kicks, missed one right before halftime. That would have given the Redskins a 6 nothing lead. Okay. The Cowboys were still not taking advantage of those opportunities. But once... It was already 6 nothing, and then the Redskins could have made it 9 nothing, and Swisham misses another kick which was a 50-yard kick, giving the Cowboys good field position. The Cowboys would then finally drive down the field and then score the game-winning touchdown. On that particular drive, Jason Minton made a crazy catch. Even to this day, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I kid you not. I kid you not. I still ask myself, how the hell did he do that? Now, I was watching the highlights of that game before the game because I could have sworn that that catch was on like on a third and like on a third and long, but it was actually on a first on a, it was actually on a first and 10. But Jason Wynn made a crucial catch when two Washington defenders kind of collided almost with each other, made per- made perfect coverage. Both had their hands up. The ball went through the like four of the, those four hands. Witten still caught it. Wynn did not give up. He still kept his eye out to see if the ball would go through. He caught it. He caught the ball in heavy traffic to keep the play alive, the drive alive. But like I said, it was it was on a first and ten. But still, if you go on a first and ten, you have a catch for like twelve yards. Hey, you know what? That's keeping the ball. That's keeping the drive alive and well, and that's keeping the momentum nice and high. That's what the Cowboys needed. Man, was was that amazing? But of course, if we're going to talk about Jason Winton's best, the best play of his career, ladies and gentlemen, that would be a no-brainer. Well, let's talk about it. Against the Philadelphia Eagles in 2007, on the road, 
I don't quite remember which week it was. I know that a lot of you know exactly which play I'm talking about. <laughs> but I'm going to try to remember. Okay, I think now I remember. If I were to guess, it had to be, it had to be between week 8 and week 10. I know it was during that part of the season. It was not. It was. It was around the time I was in the middle. So the Cowboys were on the road against the Eagles. Jason Witten made a spectacular catch. He lost his helmet in that play. Like I said, I knew that. I know that Cowboys Nation remembers remembers this play very, very, very well. He makes a catch. He breaks the tackle. Runs free. It was a 53-yard reception. Okay. He was probably he was tackled probably about four or five yards shy of the end zone. We all remember when we see the picture of him doing that play. No helmet, no problem. Ladies and gentlemen, that has to be the best play of his career, unless there's some of other ones that I'm missing. But that catch, losing his helmet, breaking free of the tackle, having a huge gain, was amazing. But of course, that season. Okay, in week 15, which was also against the Eagles, Jason Witten, that was the day that he became the first Dallas Cowboys 10 end to ever have 1,000 yards in a season. I guess another very, very big special moment. But there was another one as well. There was a game December 9th, a game against the Detroit Lions. Witten had 15 catches which tied a record held by Kellen Winslow. <laughs> well, we all know Wynn went on to break that record because we all remember against the Giants, 2012, like I said before, had 18 catches. It seems like Witten was always determined to write his name in the, in the history books. But then again, what kind of player would not? You know, I'm getting emotional, y'all. I'm sorry. Just all the years, everything we saw out of Jason Witten, I just can't help but be, be but feel so grateful for all that he's given us. You know, the records are so are just so endless. You know, it's it's a shame. Sometimes I I do feel like it's a shame that we can never win a Super Bowl because you know Witten was definitely a. a a tight end, you know, deserving of a ring. But you know what? Witten's going to go down as, as, a, as one of the greatest players because in my opinion, I know this is merely my opinion, but to me, you don't need a Super Bowl ring to be a Hall of Famer. Because in Witten's case, it, it was his love for the game. It was about all the, it was the example that he set forth. That's what makes him a Hall of Famer. Of course, all, all the, the great stats and all the records he's broken... But most of all, it was his love for the game and the example that he set that Cowboys Nation remembers him most for. You know, I kind of think of it, you know, from all these notes that I have, there was that game in 2014 against the Houston Texans. You know, I remember that game very well. I was watching that game with my good friend and former roommate, Grant Higby. <laughs> that game against the Texans was... Definitely making me sweat. Grant, for some reason, remained calm, even though the Texans had a comeback and Dan Bailey missed what could have been the game-winning field goal in regulation. The Cowboys went on to win, so everything turned out to be just okay. 
But that particular game, Witten became the third tight end to have 10,000 career receiving yards. In the process, he joined Shannon Sharp and Tony Gonzalez. But he also became the all-time leader for consecutive starts by a tight end. After he started that game that year against the Seattle Seahawks, which the Cowboys pulled off some a miracle upset. Yeah, that game against Seattle in 2014, I mean, what's coming to my mind right now is that catch Terrence Williams made. <laughs> Talk about the memories. I mean, when you're a sports writer like me, especially during that time when I was in school, you know, starting to get into the real, the serious journalism courses, yeah, I was watching the games with a, with a psychological examination method, I like to point. I was paying attention to the details, saying how he caught the ball, how the play went. I was kind of doing my job. I was building myself for these kinds of moments to to give you guys a hell of a podcast. I talk about football the way it's football is supposed to be talked about. <clears throat> but that same season, okay, that game after the Seattle Seahawks, Jason Winton passed Shannon Sharp for most career receiving yards. Shannon Sharp who had 10,060 receiving yards, okay? And then after that, Winton would pass Shannon Sharp to become the second most receiving tight uh, yards by a tight end. Huh. I mean, Winton was, you know, like I said, you know, uh, what's the best way to do it? Those prime years, all those those years, you know, after, you know, after 2007, you know, it kind of begun in 2007. Everything just, you know, all, all these things just, just, just kept piling, okay? And you remember when I said at the beginning how Jason Witten played through a broken jaw after he missed one game after having surgery? Well, in 2012, if we're going to talk about an injury to Jason Witten from 2012, we all remember he had a lacerated spleen, okay? And I remember reading about the fact that he signed a waiver. Yes, that's right. Signed a freaking waiver to play through the lacerated spleen to avoid missing the game, okay? Talk about loyalty. See, another reason why he's a unique Hall of Famer in my book. Even though the man was injured, like I said, he still did not want to... He did not want to sit, sit out games. Like I said, Jason Wynn loves football. He loved to play football, okay? And he, wanted, and he felt like, you know what? I'm still good to go. I still feel okay. I can still run. I can still catch. I'm still fit to play football. I guess Witten said, like I said, as long as I'm breathing, as long as I'm able to walk, do whatever, and move, I'm going to fucking play. You know, so that's why in this case, you know, I'm not exaggerating when I say that Witten was my favorite offensive player because there's many reasons why. I mean, there's nothing about Witten that you, that you can hate, okay? You know... Some would ask me, am I bothered the fact that he's right there, you know, right behind Tony Gonzalez? I'm like, no, not really. Because, you know, that puts Jason Winton in God tier as far as the tight end position goes. He may not be the top tight end as far as the stats go, but at least he's definitely up there in the God tier status as far as his career goes. That's okay with me. Now, the stats, of course, do do say a, a whole bunch, but you know what? I've seen what he does on the field. I've seen him play. I've seen him on TV. I've actually seen him 
play. Like, I was in there in person. I remember in 2012, like in 2012, the last time I was at a Cowboys game, that game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay, he'd scored a touchdown in that game. I've seen several games where he has scored a touchdown. I can't name them all off the top of my head, but I've seen the man score. And when he would score, it was definitely in spectacular fashion. You know, here's something I was actually looking up, and this is actually thanks, you know, and I really got to thank the, the New York Post for actually saying this because, you know, you know they all, you know, th- this article says that Jason Witten was the Giants' killer. <laughs> well, I was doing that time, you know, doing those times, you know, when Eli Manning was in his prime and the New York Giants' defense was just a, a defense that can all of a sudden, you know, rip your heart out. But yeah, I do remember Jason Witten had great games great games against the New York Giants. He played in 32 games against the New York Giants. And according to this New York Post article, he had 165 receptions for a little close to 1,650 receiving yards against the New York Giants. And he scored 16 touchdowns against the New York Giants, which according to this article is the most scores he's had against one team. Well, that's definitely great to know, the Giants killer. But of course, you know, if you want to talk about a Giants killer, I mean, we all remember that play in week one in the 2015 NFL season when he scored that touchdown in the final seconds of the game that set up the extra point, which gave the Cowboys the 27-26 win. Uh, But, you know, as far as that goes, I'm I'm not sure exactly. Uh, There's other big moments against the Giants. I mean, I know that Jason Wynn, of course, you know, had many great plays against the Giants, and I know a lot of Cowboys have. So, but I'm just glad that this uh, piece right here from the from the New York Post by a, a writer by the name of Mark Fisher wrote this, and I'm, I'm glad he was able to, to provide me with a little bit of insight. I really appreciate that. But huh. yeah, I had no idea that Jason Wynn scored 32 touchdowns touchdowns against the Giants, which is the most he has scored against one team. So based on these stats, I guess you can say he was a bit of a Giants killer, right? <laughs> now, because I mentioned that Jason Winton was my favorite player, offensive player growing up, let me go ahead and kind of explain to you why. Aside, of course, from all, from all the re- all these records and franchise stuff that all all, all the you know his name being written in the history books, it's simply because the way he played the game. He would step on the gridiron, passionate and confident in himself, okay? That's what you need from a player, a player who believes in himself, okay? When I would see him be wide open, sometimes in heavy traffic, make a, make a catch, which sometimes I feel like, how the, which may make me ask, how the hell did he do that? Well, Lord knows how many times it's, it's happened, okay? I mean that that day that year in 2012 when he had those 110 catches, when when he broke the record of course again one more time, set the record for catches in a season by a tight end of course uh, I forgot to mention this earlier but that record was actually broken by uh, Zach Ertz who had 116 uh, catches in one season but but it was great to see Win at least set a record and set that record but anyway, 2012 was just that was also that season where he had these all, I mean I think every year. Every year, at least five times, he would have a catch where you, you would scratch your head or you would look in shock and ask yourself, how the hell did he do that? That's just the, that's just the kind of player Witten was. A player that could actually do better than you can think. 
Sometimes I would say he, he he would do better than he could ever anticipate. But then again, I can't say I'm surprised because at the end of the day, Jason Wynn just believed in himself. See, again, that's why he's a Hall of Famer, okay? The dude believed in himself. He did great things, okay? He gave the, he gave the Cowboys franchise and the fan base everything he had. So that makes him a freaking hero. Not only to the state of Texas and to the Dallas Cowboys organization, but that makes him a hero in the entire sport of football in a nutshell. There's no doubt in my mind that Jason Witten is going to be a, in the Cowboys' ring of honor. And there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be a candidate for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I cannot wait for that to happen. Because I guarantee you that once Jason Witten is a Hall of Famer, you can believe that I will grab my mic and I will have a show to honor it. Because the first thing I'm going to say is that Jason Witten damn well deserves this. Overall in his career, Jason Witten deserves nothing but respect. He earned my respect as a kid. He's always going to have my respect. He's always going to have Cowboys Nation's respect. And quite frankly, he's always going to have the respect of the National Football League. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Please like and subscribe, and I will see you next time. Stay safe, ladies and gentlemen.